Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. We will hear argument this morning in case number 11398, Department of Health and Human Services versus Florida. Last time, I promise, from American public media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Reputation.com, offering patented protection for the online reputations of professionals and businesses, now including reputation assessments. Learn more at Reputation.com. Sustainability coverage is supported in part by the Candida Fund, furthering values that contribute to a healthy planet. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It's Wednesday, the 28th of March. Glad you could be with us. You want to boil a day's worth of high price lowering down to one sentence? Here it is. Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the Court, if the individual mandate is unconstitutional, then the rest of the act cannot stand. That was Paul Clement this morning, the lawyer for the 26 states and the business groups that are challenging the health care law. The topic at hand today was what lawyers like to call severability. What happens to the 2,600-some-odd other pages of the law if the individual mandate, that is, the requirement that most everybody in this country has to buy health insurance, is struck down? Marketplace's Gregory Warner was in the courtroom today, as he has been all week. He's with us now. Hey, Gregory. Hey there, Kai. How you holding up, man? Day three. Trying, trying. <laughs> Look, I will say that at 7 this morning, the yeah. scalpers were charging $150 a ticket to, to, get, to, get, to get in. Yeah. Although that's down from $300 oh, yesterday. $300? <laughs> the interest might be flagging. All right. So, so if you pay your $150 today, what would you have seen? Well, today was the question, if the court strikes down the individual mandate, how much of the rest of the law do they have to get rid of? Right. And as Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg put it, The question is this, should the court do a wrecking operation or a salvage job? Meaning, do they kick this back to the legislature to fix, or do they just scrap the whole thing? And the more conservative approach would be salvage rather than throwing out everything. So this is Justice Ginsburg, a liberal justice, Mm -hmm. asking about the conservative approach, right? Is this the conservative approach then, remodeling rather than, than, you know, chucking the whole thing? Well, you know, no. I mean, one of the wrecking ball arguments that conservative justices really seem to take seriously was the economic one. The individual mandate is estimated to raise $350 billion over the next 10 years. So if the insurance industry isn't going to get that money, how can we expect them to pay for reforms like letting in more sick people? Now, the funny thing is the states apply this argument even to reforms like Medicare that have no direct connection to that money at all. They say toss those two. And maybe the wrecking ball argument for that was expressed by Justice Scalia in that the court can't trust Congress to remodel. It's just better to bulldoze the house and, and, and start from hmm. scratch. And here he's throwing a question to the lawyer for the states, Paul Clement. There's such a thing as legislative inertia, isn't there? Well, that's exactly what I was going to say, Justice Scalia, which is I think the question for this court is we all recognize there's legislative inertia. And then the question is, what's the best result in light of that reality? And suggesting that we should take on more power to the court. So there's Justice Sotomayor Mm -hmm. arguing for remodeling, saying, hey, we can't throw out this mandate. It's the job of voters, not judges. So to be clear here, the, the question, it seems to me, before the court today was, do we declare the entire thing unconstitutional if the individual mandate falls, or do we let Congress have another whack and try to fix it, try to remodel or rehabilitate, right? 
Right. And there yeah. were there were parts of that question. So the one question was, do they slice out just the individual mandate? And the furthest extreme of that question is, do they get rid of the whole bill? Right. It's well to mention that wiping out the whole bill would have enormous consequences right now because there are already millions of people who have insurance right. because of this bill. And then on this question of do you wipe out the individual mandate, you know, as we talked about yesterday, this is what we've been debating, this health care for all question for the last hundred years. Right. So now, you know, the nine justices are going to cast their votes this week. And I, I don't want to make this too dramatic, but it is. They're going to spend the next three months deliberating. They're going to come out with their decision, maybe late June, early July. And I mean, I got the sense watching these six and a half hours of debate mm -hmm. that the court is struggling not only with the enormous economic consequences of this decision, but actually with the political role.